Welcome back to our episode of the Abby Normal Podcast. I am your one and only host, which I'm not sure if I should say that right now since I've got our latest family member addition to, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's just say newest dog, Lily, is sitting with me, which I thought would be a nice little intro into this week's episode because I know my Zodiac episodes are usually pretty short already due to lack of... A whole lot of exciting information. So if you're only here for the Leo uh, Zodiac sign episode, you might want to skip ahead some odd minutes. I don't know how long I'm going to be. But I figured I would just start off this first half by telling you guys a bit about what's been going on and what we've been doing lately. Because I know, like I said, I keep repeating myself. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but we really are trying to do weekly episodes. It's just really hard now with Everything that's going on in our families, we're still kind of in the process of wedding planning. So we're really getting the ball rolling. I mean, it's only three months away. October 30th is coming really fast. And I know this because a lot of home decor stores are putting up their Halloween decorations already, which I personally am excited for. I don't care. My house, or not my house, my apartment is already decorated like Halloween 24-7. So any additional Halloween decorations I can find from at home... Uh, good home goods, Marshalls, Michaels, all the go- all those good places I like to go to for home decor shopping, they're they're up for grabs. I'm just like really excited to get out there and go look at some new stuff. But anyway, moving on, we are now into I'd say our second week of being new dog parents again. I should say we still have Bowie. Bowie hasn't gone anywhere. He's still with us. He's just in a very grumpy old man mood because he's no longer the only dog in our family now. We just adopted a new dog, I believe it was two weeks ago, I'd say. It's hard to keep track when all of your like weeks just kind of blend together into one big month where you just lose track of time and days and everything. But we did adopt Lily a couple weeks ago at our local animal shelter. And the reason why we got her We actually were looking into adopting a different dog. The dog we originally had in mind, I shit you not, looked just like Bowie. She was a 10-year-old female. Bowie's 10. She had the same physical appearance as him, just a dark gray color, whereas Bowie's like black with like a light white patch on his chest. And we thought like, oh my god, these two could be siblings. If if we really wanted to go into like... (laughs) possibilities here so we showed interest we put in an application because some of our local shelters are still going by covid rules so you can't just show up to the shelter anymore and go visit the dog you have to put in an application to show interest and if they select you you can make an appointment to go visit so i put in an application and unfortunately the application i put in for the first dog we were looking into got rejected and she had already gotten adopted by another family, which we hope she's doing good there. Then I started thinking, well, let's keep looking. Let's keep seeing because we're really serious about wanting to adopt the second dog. Why should we stop just because the one dog that we really wanted is no longer available? I mean, there's still plenty of dogs at the shelters that really need good homes. So I went back online, looked at all the dogs they had available, and I saw this one. And at the time, the shelter had named her Princess, but we got to rename her Lily. And she is a four-year-old Dachshund Terrier mix. 
and she's very like sweet and we did like the process for it all was really really fast like i put in an application i'd say wednesday afternoon i got a call from the shelter by like 3 p.m that afternoon and they had told me oh yeah your application is now under review and you're in the next process and phase of going through the adoption and i'm like oh cool so that step was to schedule an appointment and we got to bring bowie with us because they wanted to make sure that whichever family she was going into everybody was going to be able to get along like not just me and colin but bowie had to get along with her too so we show up at the shelter we bring bowie and this shelter has like a pen that has farm animals in it and at the time when we got there it had this big black horse walking around in the pen sorry if you heard a little scratch i just picked up lily and she just scratched her paw on the mic so we get there and we're sitting by the pen where this horse is and bowie loses his shit all he can focus on is the horse he doesn't care about me or colin he doesn't care about anybody else he just cares about the horse and every time the horse would circle around to our side of the pen bowie would start screaming He's like, oh, it's a horse. Oh my God, it's a horse. Like he's never seen a horse before, which he probably hasn't. I don't blame him. But it's like, dude, it's a horse. We're not here to see the horse. We're here to meet your new sister. So they bring her out. And of course, like Bowie, she was more focused on the horse than she was on either of us. But, you know, they sniffed. There was some boundary issues because Bowie's an older boy. He's 10 and she's four years old. So there's definitely a huge age gap in terms of like how well they're going to get along with each other because she's very energetic and she wants to play, but she also has a lot of attitude and she wants to be the dominant one. And Bowie's not like that. He's like, no, I'm the top dog. I've been the only dog in the house for four years now. And I plan to stay that way. So there's some boundary issues. There's going to be some growling and snapping, which is common. You know, they say it's pretty common for that to happen at first. But now, like, in the past two weeks that we've had her, she's been doing pretty good. She listens to commands pretty well. She knows a lot of good ones. She, like, she knows when to lay down. She knows when to, you know, go eat her food. She knows when to leave. Like, whenever her and Bowie get too close to each other and they, I feel like, there's tension i tell them to be nice like be nice don't fight and they just sniff and then they'll walk away like no no fuss no fighting you know it's pretty pretty calm around here except for like when there's obviously noises that come through our apartment building i can't control that and i really can't control at this point when they're gonna bark at whatever given time so it will be sitting on the couch and They'll each be laying on their sides of the couch. Like, we have this big sectional couch. And normally when one of them sleeps on one side, the other will sleep on the other side. And whenever, like, you know, just like in this situation, when one of them starts barking, then the other one starts barking, and then they just go nuts and they completely lose their shit. So I can't really control that. When that happens, I can try to get them to quiet down, which is easier said than done on most days. Now it's getting to the point where if I, you know, tell her, shh, yeah, she's, she's looking at me like, what was that for? But if I tell her to shush or enough or stop barking, or even if I tell, like I tell her, go lay down, she'll go lay down. If I have to follow her around the apartment to get her to shut up, she'll do that too. But now we've established a, a rule 
or routine where if she gets too out of hand, like if she gets too rowdy, if she can't be quiet, I pick her up and I put her in her crate and she sits in there for 15 minutes. And if she still doesn't quiet down, because we keep our, we keep the crates in the bedroom. If she's still barking or crying, we just close the door and let her self-soothe like a baby, you know, like with a human baby, when they cry, you let them cry it out and they'll eventually like settle down. It's like the same thing. And she'll quiet down, and then, you know, we'll let her out, and she'll be fine. Now she knows that it's like, okay, if I get too rowdy, I know I'm going to go in the crate. And we've been doing that with Bowie, too, which is a lot harder for him because he's never had to be crated like that before as punishment. And especially since now that there's two of them, we can't technically leave them walking out and about by themselves when we leave our apartments. So... To, I guess for safety's sake, for both of them, we keep them crated. And for the, you know, safety of my carpets and floors. Because Bowie's a pisser and Lily's a pooper. So I gotta make sure that they're crated to not stain my floors. I just don't need that right now in my life. Especially when I've just shampooed the carpets. And I'm about to shampoo the bedroom carpet as soon as I have time to do that. But so far, everything's been going well. They've been falling into routine pretty well, too. So now it's like, you know, in the morning, they get up, they get their breakfast, they go for their morning walk. They'll hang around, lounge around, and then when Colin gets ready to leave for work, they go in the crate. And then when I come home at, like, around 5 o'clock, I let them out of their crate, and they run around play with their toys. And now it's been about... I'd say 30 minutes since I've been home. They've been out of their crate since then. And now they're just chilling. You know, she's chilling on the chair next to me. And Bowie's sitting on his recliner chair as usual. I will definitely post pictures of them. Because I know we we talk about Bowie sometimes on the podcast. But we don't really post pictures. So with this episode's post, I'll probably post a couple pictures of them. Just so you guys can get an understanding of what they look like. But they're really cute dogs. Like Bowie's a pug chihuahua mix. So he's kind of got the body type of a pug with like that weird underbite because his muzzle is just a little bit shorter than like a chihuahua's but he's got the big chihuahua eyes he's got like almost like the ears of a pug but he's got like that chihuahua long tail and he's got short fur but it's like really thick so it sheds a lot whereas Lily's is more of like a coarser wiry hair she's gray Her ears and her head are a little bit more softer than the rest of her body. And she's got nipples, you know, which is another big difference between the two. So we just kind of got that. But I've I've already gotten some nicknames for her. I call her Psycho because especially in those first, within like, she still does this now. But within like the first week, she was really adamant about being vocal, especially whenever she heard noises. So every time she goes ballistic, I call her Psycho. Which Colin picked up and now started calling her Psycho Gorman. So we've got that for her. I also call her Miss Ma'am. Because I used to call Bowie Mr. Mans. Whenever he would be like rowdy or fussy or whatever. I'd be like, Mr. Mans. What's your problem, Mr. Mans? And he's, I can see his ears are turned towards me. But he's not looking at me. He's too busy looking out the window. That's why I call him my little old man. He's got his little designated seat by the window looking outside. Watching his birds and squirrels. And then Lily Psycho. She's Miss Ma'am. Um, I don't really know what else to really call her. Because, I mean, obviously we named Bowie 
after David Bowie. And we had hoped that by adopting Lily, she would be more of a daddy's girl, like how Bowie is being a mama's boy. So there's really, like, a lot of work on Colin's end to really establish that bond with her so that that way they can bond more. And, and she gets along with me greatly. Like, when I'm home, she'll follow me around. But if Colin, if it's just Colin by himself, she'll follow him around. But, like, she'll have her moments, too. And I don't, I don't know what it is about this. But every once in a while, when she gets really ramped up and worked up over nothing, she'll turn and start growling and snapping at Colin. And he won't even be doing it. Like, he'll go into the bedroom for, like, a good hour. And when he comes back out, it's like he's a whole new person. And she's just losing her shit over it. I don't know why. Because it's like... He feeds her in the morning, he walks her, he gives her treats, and he gives her attention. So it's like, plus he was the one who picked her up from the shelter, so I really don't know what this is all about. But we have established, again, that routine where if she acts up and is naughty, then she will go in the crate. And she knows this by now. Like, she needs to be able to get along with everybody in order for her to, you know, settle. And she just perked her head up at something. You're okay. You're fine. If you hear yapping, I'm sorry. I, I, like I said, I can't stop when it's going to happen. I can only stop her after it's happened. You're okay. You're fine. She's a little stinker. She kind of smells. I gotta give her a bath once her spay stitches healed because she got spayed not too long ago. Especially after they the shelter... Whenever they pick up new animals, if they're not claimed by the owner within, like, three days, they will spay them. Because they'll, they'll cons- first they'll consider them as strays, and then they'll get the procedures going with getting them spayed or neutered. So she's been spayed, which is good. And now she's just walking over to the door. Hey, crazy girl. Where are you going? And <laughs> now she's coming back. She got her toy. We've only had... Really a couple of issues with play or any anything that really she considers as her possessions. Like her toys are her toys. And she does play with Bowie's toys too. And I've noticed that when she is in play mode, she'll take all the toys and she'll pile them over on one side of the couch. Just like she hoards them there like a little squirrel with nuts. She likes to hoard them on one side. But she's got two toys that are her own and then... There's technically about four toys that are Bowie's, but I kind of let her share Bowie's toys. And then one time, this is only the one time, it was like, I think two days ago from today. This is like, what, the 22nd that I'm recording this? So two days ago is the 20th. I came home, took them out of their crate, and I was getting their foods ready. And Bowie has always had a problem with really trying to eat his food. Mainly because he's got a lot of plaque and tartar buildup, so his teeth are pretty sensitive, so he can't chew hard food. So we have to soften up the dry food for him. And it takes him a while to really try to eat, but this day I made their food and I put Lily's down first and I went to go get Bowie's and I wasn't quick enough because he walked right up to her dish just as she was eating and she lost her shit and she snapped at him. Which I wasn't really a big fan of. But I, at the same time, it's like, that's her food. He knows that's her food. Like, they've already established this too. As we, as we, Like, again, part of the routine is if any of them go towards the other's food dishes, we have to tell them, no, 
that's not yours, that's so-and-so's, yours is over there, and they'll leave it alone. Lily has really picked up on that, and Bowie kind of has too, but it was this occasion where I was just like, okay, Bowie kind of had it coming, because he knows, like, he knows that, like, that's her dish, that's her food, don't go near her when she's eating. So, I tried to get Bowie to eat then, and I think he was so shooken up by what had happened that he didn't want to eat right away at first. It takes a lot of coaxing on our end to try to get Bowie to eat anything, like food-wise. Treats and snacks are fine. He has no problem eating those. It's dog food and kibble that are the issue. And yeah, I could give Bowie like wet, softer foods, but when we first got him and we tried doing that, it didn't agree with his stomach that well and he would get really bad diarrhea. So no to wet food, we have to modify his dry food intake, and then we kind of do the same thing with Lily, again, to kind of go with that routine, only because to prepare Bowie's food means that he would have to wait probably 10 to 15 minutes after we feed Lily regular dry dog food before he can eat, and I just don't think that's fair. So I make both of their food in the same way, and they both eat the same brand of dog food, and yeah, it's, you know, and a good, a good thing too, and it's, uh, there's been really a lot of progress in these past two weeks of not only getting them both used to being around each other, but really trying, again, to fall into that routine where it's like, okay, they know that in the morning they get up, they get out of their crates, they go out in the living room, they play around, and then they'll get their breakfast and so on and so forth. And... I try to make sure that we both stick to that routine. I do usually do a much better job of it than Colin does, not to bash him or anything, but it's like the way our schedules work right now is that I work mornings. So now with my new job that I just started last week, I work from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. So in that time bracket, from the time I get up at 6 o'clock to the time Colin leaves at 1 o'clock, that's his time to try to take care of the dogs and get their routine going. And then in the afternoon, like, you know, when Colin leaves to go to work, yes, he puts them in this crate and that's their quiet time and they can nap and whatever. And then I come home and I pick up the second half of the routine, which is their dinners, their evening walks, and their nighttime treats, which is technically like their melatonin chewables because they, I really need to try to get them to sleep when I'm sleeping because with this routine now that I'm establishing, it's really hard for me to try to get enough sleep at night, wake up in the morning, and then go to work and try to function like a normal human being. So I really do value my time to sleep. And so it's really important to me that I make sure that they are taking their melatonins. They are burning up all that energy that they've pented up over the, like during the afternoon of being in their crates. And I wear them out in time before we go to bed. And so far it's been going pretty well. I mean, now they're at a good point where Yes, there's still some snapping, there's still some boundary issues, but it's not as often as it was in the very beginning, which is like two weeks ago. Actually, tomorrow will be exactly two weeks. So the 23rd of July will be exactly two weeks that we've had her. And, you know, she's been really good. It's like, she's our little girl, and we love her, and she's been doing really well with us so far. It's really just, and you know, like I said, it's getting to this comfortable point now with both dogs that they can coexist in the same space without any hostility. And they can walk by each other without jumping or snapping or growling. Like they can sniff and they can even lay 
they can lay like sometimes I'll be sitting on the couch and one will lay on my left side and the other will lay on the right side and they'll be fine like that. We we still have to get used to them like being put in this routine and then establishing uh I don't know how to how to really explain it. It's just establishing this routine and making sure we stick with it. But that's really my you know, my update so far in terms of like how we've been doing and how we've been like adjusting to new life with my new job, having a new dog, and trying to keep the podcast rolling. So I guess that's all I really have for news on our end. As far as the podcast news goes, I really don't have anything to like update. Only only that like definitely after this week's episode, we'll definitely continue to do more unpopular opinions. We might even do another round of that horror trivia card game that we did. And I know that Colin had also was supposed to set up ground rules for a drinking game for horror trivia but we have not established anything yet so that's still up in the air we don't have rules we don't have a time or day but we'll get there when we get there huh i'm just petting lily and she's looking at me like oh yeah feels nice yeah you like being petted little sweet girl all right so now with that being said stop licking yourself I'm sorry. So now without be- with that being said, I'm going to move on to the Leo season episode. This will be released on the 23rd. So if you're hearing this now, it'll probably be the 23rd of July, which is the first day of Leo season. And it runs to August 22nd. It is a masculine zodiac sign, also a fire elemental zodiac sign. It is ruled by the sun and the fifth house. Its symbol is the lion. and It is a fixed quality sign. So, as I always start this off with with a little bit of background, will you stop licking yourself, you nasty? I see you. She's looking at me like, what? With her, like, leg hovered. Anyway. So, a little bit of background on the Leo sign. Hercules' first labor was to kill the Nemean lion. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But it was to kill a lion. The lion was savage and fearless as he couldn't be harmed by weapons. After attempting to kill the lion with arrows, Hercules wrestled the lion and struggled it, strangled it to death. He didn't go away unharmed, though. The lion managed to bite off one of Hercules' fingers. After the lion was dead, Hercules skinned it with its own claws and made some wonderful armor from the pelts and jaws. So some Leo quality traits we have. Creative, passionate, generous, warm-hearted, cheerful, humorous. They are stubborn. They can be arrogant. And they can be self-centered and sometimes inflexible. Leos are a very masculine zodiac sign. These are the types of people who get things or tasks done quickly. Leos are logical thinkers with good organizational skills. Their fixed quality makes them a lot less likely to make quick and or irrational and or spontaneous decisions. They are very capable people to a fault. If they work or around people who don't work as well as they do, they become irritated. Some Leos like running the show and are a bit self-resilient. Some enjoy the performing arts and aspire to be musicians, singers, and or dancers. Some Leos who don't possess charismatic qualities or channel their, or yeah, some Leos who don't possess 
charismatic qualities do channel their anger towards building a family life. These individuals can be very affectionate and loving towards their loved ones. Leos value honesty, decency, loyalty, and generosity. While some Leos have the tendency to be arrogant, most have a positive moral compass. When under pressure, Leos can be irritable only because they put their heart and souls into their work. Which is very interesting. I mean, that seems to be like a, a very common quality that a lot of people discuss when Leos come up in conversation. And that's really how I see Leos. I kind of look at the Leo zodiac sign as more of like the jock um, cliche of the zodiac sign because they, they're, or I don't know if I would even say jock, like a popular jock type of person where they're outgoing, they're adventurous, they're passionate and warm-hearted and they can be cheer, like, you know, those types of people. Like, Callan almost carries that type of quality to some extent. So the Leo moon, people born under Leo moons tend to put on a display of confidence in times when they don't feel confident. They enjoy being the center of attention. They can be one of two, like, well, yeah, bleh. Again, I'm fumbling with my words. I don't mean to, but sometimes I'll do things like bleh, 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 when I can't, like, talk. But they can be one of a two-sided coin, either honest or dishonest. They can be responsible or irresponsible. They can lead stressful lives by keeping up with trends and maintaining organization in their home lives. They don't enjoy being alone, so they have a lot of a lot of friends, which I think again to Colin whenever I hear that. It's like it's almost like having FM no, wait, what's it what's that abbreviation called? F O M O fear of missing out. You know what I mean? Like that's how I perceive that kind of like mentality. But Leo risings are individuals who are very hard to change. Like they're not easily influenced. Like we had mentioned the other day, or not the other day, but the last time we talked about zodiac signs, I believe was the cancer sign, are very hard to influence. They are very loyal to a fault to the point where they may stay in situations longer than they need to be. These individuals are very talented in the performing arts. Their main fault is their vanity and their self-centeredness, which is very interesting. And again, I think of Colin because he is in the performing arts. He's a drummer for many bands. He loves being a drummer, but he, he really strives to be a front man of a band rather than the drummer. Not that there's anything wrong with drummers. I personally love drummers. I think they're really good. I think drummers essentially are the backbones of any good rock band. But uh, I'm going to fumble with my words and my thoughts. But it's not always... It's like the grass is greener on the other side situation. Like, yeah, you can be a singer and front man of a band. But if your truest passions and your truest strengths are in something else like guitars or drums or even keyboards, like that's your calling. It's okay to branch out and it's even okay to like try doing two things at once. Because I know there's a lot of drummers out there who can do both singing and playing drums at the same time. And I have seen Colin do something like that before. So it's not hard to say why can't you be both? I mean, you can't be the front man, but you can at least be backing vocals if you wanted to be in a band. 
But that's just my mentality in all this. But I think it's really interesting. And again, Leos are a very strong zodiac sign. And there's a lot of people who I can think, you know, who would be Leos. And I know I didn't do this last time with the cancer signs, and I'm sorry about that. It's just that we were on a time crunch, and I didn't want to, like, go overboard. And Lily's head's perked up, and I'm worried she's going to bark. You okay? You okay? What's wrong? You're fine. Like, I have to tell him, like, you're fine. You're okay. It's quiet time now. Well, for them, not for me. Big stretch. But we just came over to say hi. Be nice. See, he's weirded out because this chair that she's sitting on is one of the dining room chairs that usually Colin would be sitting if he were here doing the podcast with me. When Before we had Lily and I would do the podcast, Bowie would sit in this chair next to me because he's like always up my ass and he's like my baby duck. But now that Lily's sitting here, he doesn't know what to do with himself. So now he's sitting underneath my chair and she doesn't know what to fucking do either. It's okay, sweet girl. Now she's trying to get on my lap. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's okay, honey. Out of all the dogs in this shelter, I could have gotten, I picked the two most sensitive babies. And they're sweet babies. So, I don't want Zodiac tattoos. Although that would be a really fun tattoo idea for my next one. Celebrities. Yep, here we go. So for our list of celebrity Zodiacs, Leo signs, we have Jennifer Lopez, Madonna, Jennifer Lawrence, we have the late great Whitney Houston, Daniel Radcliffe, Barack Obama, which seems almost fitting to me, Sandra Bullock, again, also fitting to me, Kylie Jenner, Chris Hemsworth, which is a very, I mean, it's not hard to assume off the top of my head that Chris Hemsworth would be a Leo because even in his acting he just exudes that Leo energy in most performances he does because he's always played that jock type like I mentioned earlier that lovable jock popular guy that's just how I see it in most people Sean Mendez is also a Leo Ben Affleck is a Leo Temi Lovato is a Leo, which doesn't surprise me in the self-centeredness aspect of the Leo Zodiac sign, especially in recent events on how they've been acting lately, especially in social media, does not surprise me in the slightest. But moving along, we have Mila Kunis, who, by the way, is like my woman crush. It's like the only lady I would have... A lady boner for. Halle Berry, Mick Jagger, Charlize Theron, Anna Kendrick, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is another person who doesn't surprise me as being a Leo, Joe Jonas, Robert De Niro, which is actually pretty shocking to me considering Robert De Niro. I mean, yes and no, but I'm not going to get too far into that. Amy Adams, Jason Momoa, who in some ways looks like a lion, as actually my male celebrity crush, Viola Davis, and Cole Sprouse, which means his brother Dylan is also a, Zo- a Leo as well. And I used to have crushes on the twins back in their Sweet Life of Zack and Cody days. So 
that's an interesting little tidbit I'm not going to go into right now. But that is, I think, concludes our Zodiac sign episode. So next month, Zodiac sign, I believe, is Virgo season. My mom's actually a Virgo. So I'll be, you know, trying to go into a little bit more for that. But like I said, in between now and then, Bowie, that's Lily's toy. Yeah, she's not happy about that. I just looked over and I saw him playing with her toy. She's like, um, excuse me, that's not your toy. That's my toy. She's like, where, where are your toys? Where's Mr. Pumpkin? Bowie's got four toys. He's got Mr. Beavers, Mr. Pumpkin, a candy cane, and Mr. Monkey, which is just a sock monkey doll that Kyle and I won for him at Dave & Buster's. But yeah, you've got all these other toys you can play with. Why do you gotta play with Lily's toy? You don't need to play with hers. I'm going to wrap this up before they start going at each other. But anyway, you're okay, honey. You're okay, baby. It's also getting close to that time where I got to feed them too. So this has been the Abby Normal Podcast for this week's episode. I am your one and only host again, Aaliyah. And I will talk to you guys again next week with Colin, hopefully. See you. Bye-bye. <laughs>